Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 140. We're a podcast that talks about pop culture things, and sometimes there's whiskey. Um, my name is John. I'm joined by Andrea. How's it going? Good, good. How are you doing? I don't even know what I just said. I just... <laughs> Just autopiloted our intro. You're just like, you know, it's been a day. It's mid-weekend. You're kind of in vacay mode, but kind of not. There's no weekend. There's There's no no weekend. weekend. Yeah. That is true once you have kids. The weekend is not the weekend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Weekend is um, after nine o'clock if the kids go to sleep. (laughs) True. True. Um. All right, well, tonight's episode, um, we're going to be talking about Shadow and Bone. Mm-hmm. We started season two last week, discussed the first three episodes, and tonight we'll be covering the next three. And then after that, I think there's just uh, like two or three left. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're working our way through that. We will be getting spoilery about that, um, and the show will be dominated by this discussion, so I hope you're following along. But we have a little bit to talk about um, beforehand, catch up, I guess, you know, see uh, what we've been doing, that kind of thing. And um, I mean, kick it all off with drink holidays. Yeah, yeah, we've got just a couple. Um, About a week ago, May 6th, it was Derby Day. Um, I did see which horse won the Kentucky Derby, and now it completely like flew out of my mind. I used to like follow that so closely as a kid. I was obsessed with horses. I thought I was going to be a jockey when I grew up. Definitely not. Because huh. even though I'm a, I'm a shorty biscuit. short at 5'5", five five, I am too tall to be a jockey. So Really? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the, a- okay. the average height is much closer short. to five feet. I mean, okay. on uh, average, I feel like I'm, that's I'm very shorter. Average. I'm shorter. Like apparently, I think the average woman is like 5'7 or 5'8". No, 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 no. Yeah. I di- I disagree. That's not possible. Maybe maybe average maybe average Caucasian woman. Definitely not average woman. Average I mean, yeah, I mean I don't know what statistic maybe I looked up and that differentiated, but yeah, I think the average woman is like 57 or 58. Uh I yeah. I, I don't believe. I guess I I'm definitely considered a shorty. Average <laughs> Woman's height. Uh, five four. No way. Being, yeah, average height of women varies around the world. In the U.S., the average woman is around five four. This is from medicalnewstoday.com. What is the ideal height yes. for a woman? <laughs> That's subjective. Um, what is the normal height for a woman? I know this is not uh, particularly relevant, and this is uh... yeah. No, I'm I'm now like just. So you're gonna have a new renewed like. I know you're I'm like have a different perspective now. on life. What the heck is this? I know. I'm telling oh you, it, it's uh. Let's see. Yeah. Five foot nine inches for men. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Just... Wait a minute. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm tempted to hit let's chat and chat with the Bing Bing AI right now, but yeah. I won't now do I'm it. Like, where did I this get is five four according from? to three sources, it says as well. So it's uh Yeah, for in the US and then okay. You're just used to hanging around Dana or something, you know? Yeah, this is crazy. I did not know this. Well, Okay. Well, now I'm feeling particularly, especially tall. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> so I, uh, my tallness apparently, um, you know, extreme in, in terms of like, you know, the U S um, definitely killed my dream of being a Jackie. Cause you definitely have to be closer to five feet. Like sure. I think the, I yep. think the average height is like four eleven or something like that, which is insane. That's like a very small subset of people. Right. Um, all this to say, to to circle back on a very wide loop. <laughs> Five six was Derby Day, uh, which we celebrate by drinking the mint julep, which is a delicious drink. Um, it was also Sauvignon Blanc Day. So, you know, 
you're not into cocktails, you can just have a glass of wine. Um, I love May 7th holidays um, because they're so like all over the place. It was Cosmopolitan mm-hmm. Day, which, you know, is like made famous by Sex in the City. And then it was Beer mm-hmm. Pong and Homebrew Day, which I just feel are like very incongruous with each other mm-hmm. and with like that show. So I just I love that like there's this like weird dichotomy happening on that day. Um, And then today, May 13th, it is just World Cocktail Day. So I love it. Just like anything you want, whatever you make, you're celebrating. Nice. Perfect. Yep. Well, are you celebrating? Yeah, I am. I am. So I am drinking something I'm calling the Sun Summoner. Oh, because and it's just like it's just simple. I like it. It's orange juice. Champagne and vodka. Okay, I mean all the breakfasty drinks. Yeah, it's like a a spiked screwdriver, Mm. just amped up, or like a or like a spiked mimosa, you know. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so I'm just I'm combining them all together. I got a little orange peel garnish, and we're just gonna call it the Sun Summoner. Cool. All right. Nice. I like it. Um, I don't think I saw the cocktail thing in there right away, or. Maybe I would have tried to do that, um, but I do have these to drink anyways. Maybe I've had them on the show. I don't think I've had this one on the show. Maybe I have. This is a Three Floyds. Um, I, I've told the story anyways about like being at our local brewery and yeah. not brewery, uh, liquor store. And like there was yeah. a, a two wheeler full of the stuff. Um, it's like, I want that. Give me that before it was checked in. So this is um, Three Floyds. Uh, space castle world ending pilsner so it's just chill um oh did did i say speed yeah it's speed castle sorry it's a kind of funny text alan corrected me in the chat there speed castle so um yeah it's good i'm celebrating i figure it's like i could use this before beer pong um you know i guess that works yeah, the, there you go. The, the beer type categories. <laughs> yeah. All right. Drinks. Drinks done with. Um, cheers all around. How's your uh, how's your week been? It has been busy, full. And um, I'm glad it's the weekend of Mother's Day because, you yeah. know, feels like a little bit of a break and a slowdown of appreciation. So yeah, yeah, it's nice. Got some Mother's Day presents today from the girls and from Chris, which were very cute. Um, and one of my presents is an activity that I think we're going to go do tomorrow. So that should be fun. Oh, cool. Nice. I don't know what it is yet. I'm not like just being coy. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those like scratch off like cards, like adventures around Minnesota. So I get to go pick it but I don't know what it is. So, okay. I don't know anything about that, but, uh, yeah. yeah. So they're like, they're like little scratch off cards that just, you know, give you, um, like the location. So you get like the name of a town, you kind of get like a price range. Is it an indoor outdoor activity? Is it seasonal? Um, so that you can like kind of make a little bit of an informed decision and then you like scratch off the center and then it says what you have to go do at that Mm -hmm. particular place. So, Mm I, you know, like you said, I'm not trying to be coy. I realize lately that I'm maybe kind of on the far end of uh, the spectrum uh, in like the way it's like if someone offers up some information and the the option then is to question further mm-hmm. or to like, well, if they want to say they will offer the information. If you question further, you can come off as like, well, you know, I would have said if I wanted you to know. And right. if I, if you don't say anything, it's like, well, aren't you interested? You know, like, right. don't you care? It's such a catch-22. So, <laughs> so this is like such a, I don't know, Minnesotan way to think or something, I think is, is probably what the, the problem is there. But I've just been realizing that recently, right. uh, stuff going on. So, So if I ever don't, press it's i'm trying not to press that's, that's all it's not <laughs> it's like, not the disinterest yeah right yes. yeah no i totally get that like i said it's a catch-22 like you don't want to be not interested but you don't want to like 
cry because the person probably would have volunteered the information. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's hard. But then the person offering the information might be like, well, I don't want to just lay it all on you. You're not interested, you know, right. like, wow. That's uh, so many layers. You're really millennial. Uh, yeah. yeah. So many layers of our like, yeah. Minnesotan nice conversations that we have in our heads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Happy early mother's day. That's great. Um, Thank you to Ashley too. Yeah. Yep. First, first time here. Um, managed to get any shows done in the week? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously, I watched Shadow and Bone. Um, fittingly, I continued in the final season of Work and Moms. Can still not say enough about it. It's hilarious. Um, and then I started. I just realized this. Um, I started a K drama called She Would Never Know, which is based on a webtoon. Um, and once I started that, I sort of started looking around Netflix. They really are developing a lot of shows based on webtoons. Like one of their mm. big new ones, Black Knight, is also based on a webtoon. Mm -hmm. um, they have a lot of different ones that are like romancy, you know, cute, like office workplace drama yep. stuff. Um, but I think that was like the first kind of like dystopian one um, that I was noticing. I can't remember if all of us are dead is a webtoon it is yep is it a webtoon or is it just available on webtoons like was um, it developed on webtoon do you know what i mean i can't remember i guess i don't know where it originated okay. i guess uh i th okay. thought it became popular on webtoons anyways okay that would make sense but yeah it's it's crazy to me um i kind of went poking around to see if like netflix had some sort of like exclusive deal with webtoons mm. because they've been developing so much content but i can't find anything so but yeah yeah people are just looking they're you know it's a lot easier to tap someone else like find someone else that's not making a ton of money throw a bunch of money at them comparatively and like make a thing from that based on instead of like hiring you know pre-existing like writers right. with credentials and whatever to you know so yeah, it's it's a untapped market. Absolutely. Um, was so is that that's a good show then? It is. It is a good show. It's definitely deviated from the webtoon a little bit, but I think it's it works because it's a different medium. Sure. Yep. You know, like mm -hmm. obviously there are some things that just aren't going to translate. Yep. Cool. So yeah, it's cute. Um, and then I also randomly started. The Invitation, um, which is a horror movie. It's also on Netflix. Um, probably the biggest, biggest-ish name um, from there would be, uh, I think her name is Natalie, Natalie Gray. Um, she played Missandei in Game of Thrones and um, Ramsey in the Fast and Furious franchise. If you're a, a devotee of that, like I used to be. That's where you would recognize her from. Okay. Have you, um, speaking of horror, have you like made any efforts or plans to see um, Nick Cage's movie? Renfield? Yeah. Because I think you can rent it now, I think. You can. So that's what I'm planning to do. Okay. That's something, that's something um, I wanted uh, to do potentially for Mother's Day or nearish Mother's Day with Chris is just like sit down and watch that movie. Um, okay. I learned this not that long ago, but, um, you can order food and popcorn from Alamo and like, take it to go. And it just like blew oh. my world open. So I told him, I was like, <laughs> give me the truffle popcorn from Alamo draft house. And we're going to like sit down at home and watch Renfield. That's nice. What I want. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. um, Ashley got a, uh, my mom gave her a gift of like some popcorn that she got mm. at Shields. They make it, um, I think they make it in Iowa or something. Okay. It's kind of localish or whatever. And cool. uh, she absolutely loved it. So it's just amazing. And it was, and like they have all, a lot of different kind of mixes of flavors and stuff. And so this yeah. was like a three thing mix. It's like garlic parmesan, something spicy, mm. and cheddar. It was, 
it was very Ooh, that sounds great very good. so i love popcorn looking, mm-hmm. that's like one of my mm-hmm. go-to favorite snacks um awesome that's some good things um i yeah, have also you? watched uh shadow and bone of course uh, i read the latest cyber frog um which i have right here and i did a relatively lengthy meandering review for the channel so that's up if you're interested in my thoughts on that um let's see and then the big thing this week is zelda legend of zelda tears of the kingdom uh that came out the reviews yeah. are crazy good and i'm playing it and it's so much fun it's hard to be a parent when this game is available to me <laughs> it's like oh it's feeding time now i gotta put this thing down right uh so um yeah i'm having a uh a at ton of fun zelda, with it at least zelda is a game that you could like play in front of them you know what i mean like they can yeah. watch it and be sort of entertained by it like when we were doing uh res evil village mm. it's not something i could play in front of evie <laughs> like i know she was pretty young but i was like she's kind of on the cusp of like maybe being frightened by this. So like mm-hmm. I couldn't play when she was awake, but at least Zelda, you could like sort of be like, Oh, Hey, check this out. I think, I think most Zelda <laughs> games really like five years old, maybe. I mean like this one um, in the beginning, it's pretty creepy. Like if you had a kid that was like, our kids aren't aware right now. So they would right. just see like colors and right, colors. And yeah. Yeah. Um, but if they're old enough to be aware, it'd be pretty creepy, you know, like reanimated corpse stuff and whatever. So a lot of the game just running around, you'd be fine. You know, you're in the wilderness, the monsters aren't too bad, you know, but there definitely would be story moments or like moments at night or something like that would be probably creepy for them. So, but, uh, follow us on Twitter. I, I, posted one little video on there if you like haven't played zelda at all or whatever uh i plan to put a few pictures and videos and stuff up on there for for fun Mm -hmm. um i just ugh, i i don't know i can't i can't rave about it enough right now um i'm not very far in it but it just it's just my kind of game they just nail it with the kind of mood and and then this game you can build a lot you put things together and i didn't know if i'd like that but i'm having a lot of fun with that too so like the creativity that this game unlocks i didn't think that a zelda game would really have that aspect so yeah um that's what we've been up to we're going to um um you know news this week uh, was kind of light in some ways. We'll get into probably another episode more in depth on a couple other things. Been a lot going on with uh, like Xbox and their like poor PR, if nothing else. And mm-hmm. then uh, Disney had their, you know, a number of companies, but Disney had their quarterly earnings and stuff like that. And uh, you know how we like to talk about streaming services and things on this show. So we'll probably address that someday too. But um, for now, shadow and bone let's Mm -hmm. let's jump into this we got episodes four through six in uh season two what'd you think of these i liked these a lot i thought they were great episodes for like really delving into the meat of the season um you know I i feel like we finally got introduced to all of our players everybody's set they have like tasks and things that they're doing like we have some stakes that have been set up in the first couple of episodes and everybody finally gets to really like get into what they're going to do. So I enjoyed these episodes because I felt like they were a little darker, a little grittier, a little more, a little more matter to these episodes. So I sure. enjoyed them a lot. Yeah. They kind of got over some of the, the fluff and the little kind of, romancy things we were sort of talking about before mm-hmm. that made me felt mm-hmm. a little heavy handed at, at times. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm looking at some of my notes and still wish, um, sometimes I add a little more context to what I'm saying <laughs> so I can remember sure. what, to, but, uh, yeah, I think overall these episodes moved pretty fast and, and yeah, we 
started to really understand what everybody's mission was. I watched the, you know, episode six just today. And I think that mm -hmm. really that one kind of uh, gripped me more. I, I took fewer notes for that because sure. I was really pretty interested. So um, yeah, I, um, I actually liked episode four a lot because I felt like it set the tone for being darker. Um, mm. You know, we got to meet like the royal family. Um, we got to to kind of see each of them and how like spoiled and awful they are, mm. <laughs> which was kind of fun, especially Vasily, like the firstborn son. He was just so slimy and blah. Yeah. Um, and then it felt so great when he just was like a complete idiot and revealed everybody's location to the Darkling. And then the Darkling like had his Nietzsche Voya come in and, and literally rip Vasily in half. And I felt like that was the start of the show being like, get ready because we're going to do some stuff that is not normally like teen broody romancy mm -hmm. kind of show stuff. Like there, there were obviously people being ripped in half. There were multiple amputations, like people getting stabbed. Um, what else happened that I was like, what the heck? Oh, like the raft of pox bodies that were, mm. you know, mm -hmm. floating around in all of Kaz's memories, like prison beatings, like, holy crap. Like this, I thought the show sprinkled the use of those like darker elements very nicely among the storylines. And I felt like it gave some realism to these episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Um, how, how did he reveal the location to the dar Darkling? I don't remember. Uh, cause he invited his like gambler friends from Karieva who he owed money to. And they were just sort of like, cool, I'll give up the Royal family's location. Mm. Okay. Okay. So that. yeah. Yeah, it was a very quick, like, two-sentence thing where his, like, the queen was like, oh, you're Karieva people, and Nikolai was like, you invited them? Are you a moron? <laughs> and mm -hmm. then, yes, he was an effing moron because the Darkling showed up, like, two seconds later as Vasily was probably about to give the world's most boring, insufferable, arrogant speech. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cool that he got cut off on that. I was very cool with his character death. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm okay not having too many characters that we have to sit and actively hate and wait yeah. for their demise. You know? Yeah, like he was boring and gross, and then he died, and I was like, great, bye. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you? Uh, one thing I thought was interesting, and it looks like they kind of patched it up later, but. The um, woman that uh, has the eye patch now. Um, oh, Genya, Genya. Yeah, Genya. Yeah, she. I was surprised one that she wasn't killed. Um, I guess is like your yeah. talent is too valuable. I'm guessing yep. is the thing. I'm gonna make you do what I want. And then I thought it was interesting that her boyfriend said that she sacrificed herself to save you. And it's like, is that how you read it? I read it as yeah. she was caught and you ran away. Um, yeah. I mean, it was like a little bit of both. She definitely told him to like run, mm -hmm. but I don't think she you was saw like the fear really intent. Yeah. She wasn't really intending on just like sacrificing herself. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that's very indicative of, of like a weakness um, of the darkling that, up to this point, I think he's kind of like getting over it now, but I think he like pulls back at the last second because he's so desperate to convince people that like he's right and they should join yeah. him. That's why he hadn't mm -hmm. killed Bagra for all those years. That's why he like couldn't quite finish off Alina and he was sort of like holding out a hope that she was going to join him. Why he couldn't kill um, Genya in that moment. Like, you know, yeah, I think he's just so like, yeah, I really just need you to see my side. And now he's like, I feel like he's hit that like last straw where he's like, F it. Um, I don't sure. care anymore. But yeah. Uh, you know, you can have troubles with getting people to see your side if you wipe out an entire encampment like he did. And uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know, that's, I yeah. guess that's war. But wow, was a. Yeah. Um, so 
I, I guess my biggest issue that I've been having at least early on in this year is I am so tired of Kaz. I'm tired of Kaz. I'm tired of his attitude. I'm tired of the like feigning that I don't care kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I have, I've tried to find, I had no, I have some comments on it somewhere, but I just think, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's getting old. It's tired. I agree. Um, I also felt that way. And I think I felt that way more when he was around the other crows who all take him so seriously and like tiptoe around him. Yeah. I found, I found his like stoic reserved, like, I don't care about anything demeanor, very funny and worked well when he like was pretending with, with Nina to like be her husband and they were meeting who they thought was like the disciple. Um, and she's, you know, sitting there being like, come on, honey, come on waffles. Like, and he just looks at her like, don't you ever call me waffles again. He's <laughs> like, I'll call you waffles. Like mm-hmm. that was a very funny, like this works moment because she totally undercuts like his whole, like, I'm very serious and mm-hmm. you know, I don't care about anything demeanor. And um, the other crows just sort of like give that, I feel like too much deference and they play into it and they only like kind of enable him to be more like that. So I was getting really tired of their dynamic. I completely agree. So I just, I feel like it's, it's best served in like small doses and when it's like against like a hilarious foil like Nina. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the idea that like he's going to get all these people to follow him, I, I thought this, their plan was kind of strange. Like, I'm going to walk in, I'm going to let him beat me up. And then, you know, it was cold blooded to be like, you know, threatened with the kid, found the kid, you know, mm-hmm. that was that was well executed. But then like everybody's just going to follow him and stuff. I don't know. I, um, it, It's fine. I just if like even now after episode six, so I'm like, oh, my oh my God, his girlfriend, she's going to wake up from this dream. She's going to need a towel. You know, they're going to have to like talk. They're going to have to like talk about this. And they still like, they still she, don't. Now, yeah. now she is like putting up a wall there too, you know? And so I'm just, can this resolve? Can we, yeah. can we stop being so childish here? It's like, dude, you know, you guys are into each other. Get over it. Ugh. Mm. Yeah, so. I feel like I find um, with this whole storyline, I I like it generally in terms of like the crows are like being sent on these missions, like these are their specialties, like whatever, um, you know, so this is what they're suited for. I get it. But I find myself enjoying watching like Jesper or Nina or Tolia a lot more than like Inej or Kaz um, just because they're like too serious about everything they're too like guarded they're it's too much Mm -hmm. all the time there's no lightening up whereas like i feel like these other people have balance between like i have funny light moments but then also i care deeply about something like nina Mm -hmm. obviously cares about getting um matthias matthias i can't remember um out of hellgate like tolia cares Mm -hmm. about um you know completing the mission and um, he cares about his country of Shuhan, but he also cares about his sister. But then, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to go find a snack. Like, you know, he, you know, yeah, I'm going to recite yeah. some epic poetry and then be mad at y'all in a funny way when you don't care yeah. about my poetry. Like they have right. sides. Yeah. Inej and Kaz feel intense all the time and we have no breaks right. from that. Yep. That's true. Um, Another thing that I thought really was cool, interesting, mm-hmm. um, was the, like, we really sort of explored the connection now um, that we have in the Darkling's hand and stuff and yeah. how they can kind of invade each other's space. Mm-hmm. And um, I made this, like, maybe I'm reaching my like, comparison here. That is, I, I, this is what I wrote here. I, I feel... Like this is uh, author is having gone through a divorce and is grappling with the guilt of having so much in the aftermath. 
I have all this. He made me. Can I stand on my own? Was any of it thanks to me? I had meaning. What now? Mm. Even after you maybe built your own career or something, you still grapple with the thought that you did it because of him. Sure. You know, because uh, it just it really was like an interesting character moment. I thought where it was, I didn't, I didn't see that. Like that, she has a guilt that you know he is part of me i'm here because of him and so like that's part of the connection that she's still holding on to because i forgot who someone was questioning her like you got to be honest with me here like what do you you know why do you have this like why is your why can't you know and she feels like her power isn't her own yeah, you know I and i wrote bagra a great therapist and i think that's yeah the yeah so I, I liked uh, I liked that twist. I thought that was interesting. I thought it could be relatable when a lot of things might be more shallow and wouldn't consider that uh, yeah. as a as a realistic personal reaction to you know the situation you've been in. She did go mm -hmm. through a lot with him. She was you know falling for him, and she you know all this stuff. She was like tutored by him, and all this all this and her yeah. life completely changed with them and then the betrayal and now it's it's all different and it feels different as wrong and whatever so mm -hmm. yeah that's a really interesting perspective um because yeah she alina really questions like what what even motives are her own what what are what is hers what are her like original yeah. thoughts and ideas which i think was really needed because in episode four both mel and david point out that so much of her plans are just like copying what the darkling is doing mm. like she's like oh i have to learn the cut and they're like don't learn the cut that's his thing and then she's like, oh, I have to create an, uh, a shadow army or an army of light to counter his shadow. And they're like, don't do that. Like, that's his thing. So mm -hmm. she, all of her plans and things are just like thinking like he does. And finally, Bagra's like, what is your deal? Like, let it out. Like, and she's yeah. like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what my original thoughts are. So yeah, yeah. that's it's really hard when you're so closely tied with someone and then you, you know, literally or metaphorically go through a divorce with them and it's like what are what is mine you know yeah. what's what was ours what was his what's mine yeah yep so i just i like that moment um yeah that, i agree um ba -ba -bum, ba -bum. i was you know I don't know if I was like super fan of the kind of fight with the tracker and stuff but you know she's like he never walked away from me like that oh yeah yeah but but obviously there was going to be tension he's you know not around he doesn't know what's going on she's marrying off so it's going to come to a head in some way what do you think of that kind of their relationship and stuff like that and how that all progressed yeah i mean it was a little like back to our teeny bopper drama for like a half minute just the like you said, the way she was like, he's never left me like that. And he was like angry. And I was sort of like, I'm actually really glad that he's angry. Like he needed some spine, mm -hmm. he needed some backbone. Um, so I thought it served like the drama well to like at least have him be like, man, you're just like doing all this stuff and you're just like not even acknowledging me. You're not even letting me keep up. And you're like pretending that I'm, you know, just fine with all of it. And I can't be right. just fine with all of it. So that was actually a really, I thought, a great moment even though i felt like she ended up reacting afterwards to nikolai like she was some sort of like whiny teen um mm. which, <laughs> which brought the show back just like a teensy bit um but ultimately kind of ended up being okay because i felt like it solidified their friendship rather than their like need to have them be romantic sure Do you know what I mean? like yep. alina and nikolai I was very excited that they they were having a lot of moments that were very like we are friends let's be friendly yep um how do you feel about like all the people being sort of accepted back you know like hey you're safe here and stuff like that and we'll promise now you know like genya and everything and so they're yeah. you know because obviously like 
so sure the circumstances to a lot of this stuff but you were you know against us here and now we're going to you know be all buddy buddy and give you protection and stuff is that sit well with everyone how do you think that played out yeah i mean i was really i was really there for like bagra and jenya like i called them the rage and revenge duo i was very there for that pairing and i was very there for them like just effing kirigan on the way out by destroying all of his work all of his as you call him his simps work yeah <laughs> um and then just like being like yep we're gonna go by like gonna help everybody else figure out how to kill you so i was very there for that um i did think it was interesting that like Alina and Nikolai trusted everybody. Like, even though in episode four, they sort of pretended like to be standoffish with David, they let him out almost immediately. Like after Mm -hmm. the whole Mm -hmm. Kirigan attacks thing. And it's like, did you not even consider that like David could have, I mean, I know we as the audience know he didn't, but did you, I mean, even consider that like it could have been him who betrayed you. Yeah. Um, and betrayed your location. So it was just kind of, yeah. it was a little interesting that they sort of skip over that rush immediately to like, you know, we're just going to mend fences. Like we have a common enemy. Yeah. We're all just going to simply trust each other. Um, yeah. Yeah. A, a little bit of a blind spot, but they move. I think they move the plot line of what they have to do so quickly that you just sort of have to like get on board with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like ultimately, I don't feel like it's a big deal, but it feels a little simplistic, a little yeah, unrealistic, a little naive or something that it just yeah. probably doesn't not how things would go. Even if you like let someone have safe passage, you like let someone go, whatever, but they're like to just welcome them in, be part of the war council, council you know, like that's all, right. you know, it's uh, a little much uh, so quick, but um. Okay, the worst part in these three episodes <laughs> that I can think I of. I agree. The, I already know where you're going. The seduction attempt. Ugh. Uh, yeah. No one, like, Painful. I'm, I'm, like, I thought it was acted well. I'm not saying, like, the acting was bad or something like that. I just, like, I don't know how you could possibly think how you last interacted now to this, that in any way, whatever you do is believable. Yep. Unless you like are pretending, you know, you like are on some sort of drug, you know, it's like you're eating mushrooms and then you yep. give the darkling a call, you know, late <laughs> at night. And, you know, it's like late night. I don't know. I miss you. Oh, no. I miss yeah. you. Um, yeah. So I felt like with this, this was jumping the gun on like several interactions that they needed to have. Yes. You know what I mean? I like could have got they're, there. Yes, they absolutely could have gotten here. But not the first time you make a mental connection post, like you said, post this like battle where they were both like, yeah. fine, like I'm going to mm. kick your ass. And then she's like, <laughs> oh, I know I realize that like you're special and I'm special. No, no. And he's like, hundreds of years old. He's not right. falling for this for a second. Right. Like, like, despite what I said earlier about his obvious need to like, have acceptance and like have people see his side. I totally feel like he would be susceptible to this. This would work. But like I said, several interactions down the road, not the first mm-hmm. one. It would have, it could have been really interesting and I probably painful too, but it would have been really interesting to see, um, you know, uh, tracker guy goes away. He's like upset now, yep. at this whole thing. Yeah. He is upset at this whole thing that she agreed to do this marriage and, and all this stuff. And then like maybe have, uh, Nikolai, you know, really preoccupied and busy. So she has like no time right. for him. And so she's just feeling alone. She's, you know, whatever. And so right. like, even though she's totally still against how he's doing stuff he, he gets like starts like to empathize bullet. with that he wants to these things he's doing the right thing so they right. spend time trying to like kind of consoling each other that like shit is really tough for both of us but then like trying to convince each other that we're right you know like and so if you had like three of those right and then this right 
you know, but that, I mean, this show's moving fast. So yeah. we didn't have time for that. And um, so I feel yeah. like they just need to skip this. They need this, like, she could have gotten close some other way. Right. Other, like, you know, the her reaching out to him, you know, wasn't a bad strategy move. And she, she mm-hmm. could have said like a million other things, like you said, to get closer to him. And he could have allowed her to do so. Um, you know, while trying to like convince her of, of his way of thinking, like the seduction attempt, like the, the turning it, like I'm romantically interested and going to just like, you know, pretend like I'm coming on to you. That's the part that was like, Oh, geez, this is, this Mm -hmm. is just too far. (laughs) Maybe if she took her top off and she just like, he's so transfixed or something like that. It was just like, I don't know. It's, uh, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, let's see. Um, anything else that you can think of for sure that we want to address in four and five before we move on to six episodes? Yeah. So, um, I, I want to address like two quick things. One, I am super already over the prison storyline. Like, like Pekka Rollins, you know, our, our main guy who gets bested by Kaz goes to prison. And I sort of was like, I could see the end of him. Thank you. Like that storyline was, was cool. Served its purpose by now. Uh, But I feel like they're, they're keeping it alive to keep the connection to Matthias, Matthias. I can't remember. Um, Okay. Um, I think they're trying to have something there and I just don't need it. I just don't need that storyline. I don't care about it. I care about it in the sense of like, that's Nina's reason for doing what she's doing, but I'm far more interested in her than I am spending time in prison. Yeah. Do we need any time, any reason to spend time in prison no. or can we just be satisfied with like, Hey, my love is in prison. That's my goal. I'm trying to go get that's, him. That's all I need. And like the, the, the scenes I've already seen with him, that's all I needed. You know, like the mm-hmm. two, like, oh my gosh, he's now being put in prison fights. So he's in very real danger. So that's why Nina needs to get him out. They had yeah. a moment where they saw each other and there was like, you know, connection, but like this connection there too. That's all I needed yeah. until like the next time she actually physically goes to see him. I, I don't agree. need, because I don't need to do anything there. We can fill in the gaps in of things that have happened to him exactly. since being he's been exactly. thrown in these fights. Maybe he's lost appendages or he's extra scarred up or like right. whatever, you know, he's more grizzled. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe formed a strong bond with his roommate or something like that, you know. But yep. now um, now they're setting up the whole idea that we're going to have this confrontation. He Pecker Rollins, for some reason, is going to be able to run the prison. Yep. I'm like. He beats up some little guy, right? It, like nobody in the prison, and now everybody's just gonna fall fall in line with right. him. It, if right. that's what happens, and now we have to have our one guy, whatever, like take on that and deal with the oppression of whatever larger crime syndicate yep. that gets built in prison. I'm not interested. No, stupid takes away focus that you could be spending on other storylines. Like, Hey, maybe take that time and do like those, you know, bridging connections between Alina and the darkling so that when she gets yeah. to her seduction one, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Pekka Rollins goes in there and like 20 guys are like, Hey, 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 Pekka Rollins is in here. Like we're going to get, yeah. him. he beats up one guy and they're all like, cool leader. Like yeah. those 20 guys who were like, I hate Pekka Rollins just jumped him. Bye. Yeah. Yep. He's got nothing on <laughs> him right now. In there. He has nobody yeah. in there. So yeah. You know, does cool. he have anyone on the outside? He lost his people and his clubs yep. and like he's got nothing, right? I mean, it's just no. Yeah. If if so they wanna whole, Yeah. Yeah, that whole storyline to me was just like unnecessary and unbelievable. Yep. So I really hope it's it's very minimal in the episodes to come. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to uh, mention is just Bagra can't mention her enough. She's awesome. Mm. She just like every opportunity, just, Oh, just cutting down Kierigan. You know, he like tries to bring her a suite and she's like, 
yeah, I'm totally just going to betray all my ideals for some warm fruit. Ugh. Just, just makes him look so stupid. I love it. Um, and then she, you know, breaks her own hands so that she and Jenya can get out of prison. Dang. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, comes in and just like whips Nikolai into shape, whips Alina into shape. She's like, here, let me quick be your therapist. Like, let's move on this, you know? Yeah. Just, just coming in hot. Like, yeah, she's a doer and I love it. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. Episode six, you know, our, yep. our gang, the crows and company are caught in a prison thing. Um, I'm not sure we needed the, the fight between, um, gunslinger and his boyfriend. No, you know, that seemed a little shallow and like wasting time as well. It's like, okay, you can't read like whatever, you know, don't be so butthurt about it. Like that's, it was just a, unnecessary excuse to have some conflict between the two that we just didn't so they can reunite at the end of the episode yeah yeah Yeah. like whatever you know um and uh but i like a lot of the rest of the episode i really liked you know i thought the uh fight ended up being pretty cool um that was pretty pretty well done um i was like why is this woman so powerful um, yes, I agree. I was like, man, she's there. making them look silly. And yeah. then finally, yeah, we got to like, she's Nayar. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Got it. But yeah, <laughs> it was a cool fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty well done. Um, we had lots of uh, visions, some real, mm-hmm. like I say, ayahuasca kind of, you know, uh, crazy trips. And we got to see, I think I liked, um, gunslingers the best just really didn't have yeah we really didn't have much of anything on him up till now like there's a little bit more of his past so i thought that was good um i again could care less about kaz's it's just a whole nother like angry guilt blah thing you know um what'd you think of the visions i thought it was fun that some of them like I said, some of them were like good and some of them were bad. So it was interesting mm-hmm. that the poison affected them in like different ways. Like not everybody was just sort of trapped in some sort of weird nightmare scenario. Right. Like Kaz and Tolia were. Um, like Inej was obviously like able to wake herself up because she was like, this is too good. This is everything I want. Like, yeah. um, and uh, Jesper was like, oh, I get to see my mom again. Like I would stay here in this like vision. So it was very, very different for different people. So I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting that we could like get a balance of like nightmares and dreams. Yeah. Yep. Um, it really Although did bother eating me. the butterfly to cure that was gross as shit. I could not put like a live flapping insect in my mouth. I but... mean, if you were dying, I mean, maybe, yeah, obviously. Like, I don't, I don't well, actually. I would force like it down your throat, Andrea, if you were dying. <laughs> thank you. It's thank going you. down your throat. <laughs> You'd be the Inej in this scenario, just like holding it yeah. down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I'd really have to be on the brink of death to just, well. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. That's like a major oversight. I guess that your poison is developed from the thing right outside. You know, I guess that makes sense. And then there's, I mean, yeah, it went, I mean you're someone not really would, expecting, yes, yeah, someone yeah. to stay outside or to know mm-hmm. about that. Like, obviously, right. like Wyland's, you know, luckily, uh, you know, wildly, you know, conveniently knowledgeable about all of this. Yeah. Conveniently but. knowledgeable and then similarly inept. He's like, yes. he hears they say we're dying inside. He's like, anyone he's like, there? Ooh. Anyone there? It's yeah. like, no, they're dying. Like, get them right. out. You know, like, right. use more explosives. Yeah. Whatever you can do. Like, get a branch. Yeah, and, like, like one like, trick, and then he's just like, oh, no, it didn't quite work out. Like, I could smash some glass, but I can't get in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Like, smash more glass. It let the poison out. Mm-hmm. Like, let yeah. them breathe the air. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, go put yeah. your face up to it and, like, yeah. Yeah. Ah, so many things. Um, yeah, so cool fight. Then afterwards, um, the we had kind of you know a little like I don't know sort of 
monologuing, I guess, or like it's a moment to disperse like thoughts of our connections, strength versus weaknesses. I don't know, I don't know if that's particularly anything unique there, but I, did any of our characters learn anything or grow from this? You know, Jesper obviously is like, okay, I should use my abilities. I can think right. that's the the big thing we got out of this is like, okay, maybe I'll not waste my potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think that was the biggest thing. Um, obviously, we got less significant, like Kazan and Nej are just like clearly never going to be on the same page with each other. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Yeah, Jesper was our like one sort of like I'm gonna move forward and like not waste my time. Um and I feel like it was interesting that we never really addressed like Tolia, like, you know, and his vision of like I killed my own sister and like killed everybody mm. around me. There was no mm -hmm. like moment for him, but there was a moment for like Nina and Zoya, who, you know, are kind of like secondary characters and they get this sort sure. of like I mean, they do kind of encapsulate, um, I think, one of the main, like, pulls in opposite directions for Alina and several other characters. It's like, am I pulled by love or am I pulled by Ravka? You know, love mm -hmm. of country, like yeah. love of person or love of country. And that comes into conflict with her and Mal, like, all the time because she's so focused on, like, I'm going to heal Ravka. And he's like, like, why, though? Like, <laughs> This is a lot. Yep. So it was yep. interesting, but not necessarily moving anybody forward except for Jesper. Yep. Um, and then the the final thing we really should talk about, obviously, is the big whole yeah, like big, big, big. Yeah. Um, another confrontation with the Darkling. We got uh, the who who the Firebird now what or where, but who the Firebird is. Um, that yeah. was a big twist. I it makes sense. I like it because it makes sense. Things mm -hmm. found the place, you know, things maybe had questions of. They, uh, you know, that yeah, fits has now that we know. Crazy tracking abilities. Yeah. For like, yeah. For like certain things, even, you know, like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, big reveal. I liked it. Didn't see it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it was another, I felt like for me, fun moment for Bagra just to be like, I'm just going to like plow ahead and reveal six different things, but it fits because her character is so just like, I'm like six steps ahead of everybody. Everybody else just needs to like right. catch up and do the thing. So it didn't feel rushed because she was just like, let me just tell you how it is. Let me tell you my family mm -hmm. history, lay it all down so that when I tell you, Mel, you're the firebird because of this whole like crazy story about me killing my sister it's going to make sense. Uh -huh. um, but then she just like plows forward again and she's like, cool, I'm going to go confront my son. Also, you should probably die so that Alina can save yeah. Ravka. Peace out. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty it badass, so but it was, it was a lot. Yes. It was. Uh, it was. I mean, like, you know, it's cool that she's both, you know, you know, constantly kind of surprises him that she's as capable as she is. And then, um, you know, I guess his guard gets let down a little bit being it's his mom and that yeah. she's like able to like force her way in and, you know, say that she's sorry, but then at the same time, chop his hand off and sever oh, the connection. God. It's so like, Ooh, that's, you know, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's like, that was, the point, you know, it's like, I've lived a long time. I've served my, I've told, served my purpose. I told people what they need to know. Like, I feel remorse for my son and there's nothing I can do about that. I'm going to give these people the best chance I can. I'm going to go in there and chop his hand off, you know? Right. And like, so. these people don't need to be stuck in the past with all of like this, you know, Morozova family mistakes. So let's just like burn it all down so they can start anew. I liked that. Sure. You know, we don't we don't need to live here. Like all of this can just be done and die with me. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I was half expecting Mao to grab Alina's hand, like when they're hugging, like oh, grab yeah. her hand, put a dagger like, in it, and stab himself. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, I was waiting for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're gonna have to figure out like what they're gonna do. But 
it was nice that they at least got a moment to like say goodbye to each other, essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. Hmm. Well, I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm very interested. Definitely a cliffhanger, you know, mm -hmm. like how's this going to go down? Yeah, it was like a slow cliffhanger this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, because then they got like back to the camp and yeah. Yeah, yeah because, it was just like, yeah. we have a lot of different things to do. Everybody else is like, you know, focus on the action. Like Nikolai is like, I'm going to go do this. You're going to track the Firebird. We have plans. Like the Darkling's alive. Yep. I'm going to get him. And they were like, mm, Mal, Mal really is like the one who's like, let's take a beat because nobody needs to go mm -hmm. get the Firebird. I'm right here. Yeah. Yep. Well, the question now is going to be, what do they do? Do they like get the, you know, find the fortitude and think that's the right decision to um, like have uh, to kill him and take him as an amplifier like that mm -hmm. before the Darkling gets to him because the Darkling right. knows. So now, uh, you know, time's a ticking. I, you know, maybe it's a uh, ridiculous, maybe it's a too easy way out, but it's like, okay, they're going to have sex. I mean, you're going to become part one of her one with right. her in a way. So maybe that's a thing, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I sort of was wondering if there was going to be some sort of workaround in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, it, will we be okay with that? If it's something like that? I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't, we'd be too happy. You know, okay. if there's some sort of like, painful way that they're joined but he doesn't have to die i would sort of be more okay with that but like this adorable like we're gonna have sex and and i'm gonna become a part of you so that way i can be the amp no mm -hmm. no it's, mm -hmm. it's too happy it's too rosy i think of a solution yeah mm -hmm. as long as we hold hands when i'm using my power right you can amplify me as long as i, I give you a great big hug Mm -hmm. you hold on to me like i'm part of you no but like she drinks his blood something like that mm -hmm. you know like I vampiric know. over here i don't know yeah mm -hmm. um i did also feel like with with the darkling finding that out and like his simp being like um you know you're gonna see your mom's last memories as you know you become an amplifier yeah which I didn't quite get because I mean, I feel like the whole, the whole setup has been like, you have to take somebody's life for them to be an amplifier. Mm. And like the guy was like, I'm going to save pieces of her to like send off to other people to be amplifiers. And I was like, wait a minute, mm. they'd all have to take her life. Anyway, setting that aside, he was like, Oh, like look at her last memories. They might bring you peace. And I was like, come on, dude. Have you been here yeah. for any of this? She would yeah. never be like, I, I really want to give Alexander some last peaceful memories. She would totally be like, yeah. I'm going to just like twist that knife in there. <laughs> so. I don't know. She was apologetic at the end, you know, failed was, in some way. She so. was, but I, I very clearly feel like she wants him to fail in his quest. And so she would be right. like, let me show you the things that, that are going to like make you fail. Because right. I wish that you were saved. I'm sorry that I couldn't save you. But like, I'm also not just going to be like, because I'm sorry, you should probably, you know, unleash the fold. Right. Yep. All right. That is uh, Shadow and Bone, season two, episodes four through six. Um, likely next week, we'll, we'll wrap up. We'll yep. finish off and the season. Yeah, um, gonna try to get. Hopefully, his internet's working okay and stuff. We're gonna try to get Pete on the show because I know he's Great. watched it, um, yeah. and he talked about the about the first season with us. So mm -hmm. we can, uh, yeah, hopefully have him back on the show to discuss. And in the meantime, everybody should make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch, wherever all the social media things. Um, podcast services if you listen in podcast form apple podcast spotify whatever we are on video format as well on spotify leave a review on apple podcast if you appreciate it 
Killing the Flower. They wrote our theme song, so you should check them out on music streaming services and YouTube and Instagram. And uh, so we thank them for the song. MJ Honeybee, she is a friend that streams on Twitch, often streaming uh, Dead by Daylight, so you should make sure to check her out. And um, to, it's two days from now, so Monday night be the plan to have our anime episode again, covering the latest episode of Demon Slayer that will come out tomorrow, Sunday, Mother's Day. So, uh, yeah, Monday evening, about 9 o'clock Central Time. Tune in for uh, tune in for that. So that'll uh, that'll do it from us. Andrea, thanks once again for joining me. Of course, as always. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>